Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time for one of our favorite shows, This Week with Wendy. The only show that shows you the real SoCal estate of mind. With your host, Wendy Rost, who after decades of working at real estate brokerages in Silicon Valley and Orange County, she decided it was time to do something different, and she did. She created a company called Veracity Real Estate that's there to, well, it's to help give you bespoke client advocacy at all price levels, something you don't see usually in other markets. And out of that, she's built a company of data-driven decision makers, real estate investment advisors, and overall truth tellers <laughs> to many of us who don't want to hear the truth, <laughs> but are worried about the truth. So here's the woman who's never worried to tell the truth, Wendy Ross. Welcome. Good morning. How are you, Paul? I'm always I'm always a little apprehensive of what you're going to tell me because, uh, <laughs> you know, some days it's good news, some days it's crazy news, but most days it's stuff I've never thought about. And your topic today, boy, it's kind of like touching a third rail here. It's going to be a touchy you know, discussion here. It's tough because, especially in my line of work, I have to get involved in some things that are not always so pretty. Yeah. Um, and people people don't think about that when they, I think, often embark on buying a home or selling a home that we get fairly intimate so. <laughs> yeah, very, and that's one of the things you you know you had somebody come in and talk about how do you create an intimate space in your bedroom how do you create workouts how do you, how do you turn this into a home how do you take a house and make it part of you and i never really thought about that there's is there anything more intimate is there anything more emotional than buying a house not really and no. then what happens if you got to sell it because you get divorced or other sorts of things happen? That that's adds to the thing here. Our world is complicated. It is a complicated place. And so to your to your point, yes. you know, I try to bring things to the fore that you're not hearing every day. We, we don't do the mundane here on This Week with Wendy. And, and you know that you can count on me for information and market analysis that you just don't find anywhere else. Right. And one of the ways that I can provide such novel information and, and education is by aligning with some of the best minds around so we can help you make the best of your investment in your home because it is your home, but it's still an investment. So, And that's why Amy's here today. Amy Valdivia is an amazing professional. She's with American Financial Network. She's a local branch manager, but it's a nationwide lender. And she guides clients to, of course, realize the American dream of home ownership. And she's done it for 31 years. She's worked in the industry for a very long time. And she's developed this niche specialty that we're going to talk about today. Um, I, I want you to understand, I mean, just in case, it, it's happening to you know one in two people. So we're, we're all going to know someone who needs Amy. Yeah. Hopefully it's not going to be us. Um, so her calling, obviously, first and foremost, is to serve the community. Um, and she wanted to do a little bit more than just attend the charity events and spread the gospel that is lending. Um, she also went on to become a certified divorce lending professional. A divorce lending professional. That's what I've just thought is fascinating. There is such a category. There it's is a such thing. a specialty. It's yeah. actually, it's a thing. Um, so she supports sub divorcing couples and their attorneys. So alleviating one of the greatest areas of contention usually is is the home and the home financing. It's typically our biggest asset. Uh, there's so much to discuss. There's there's a lot of layers to this onion. And Amy, before we, we dial into all things Valdivia, um, just give me a moment to do a quick weekly update and then we'll dive in. All right. Last week, I was very excited. We had 26% more listings come onto the market. We desperately, desperately needed them. We had 485 homes go into escrow, which was wonderful. That was up 9%. 
Um, we, again, were selling them like hotcakes. It only took seven days median to sell a home. And again, in historic context, this time of year in Orange County, it normally took between 35 and 45 days to sell on median. So seven days is just ridiculously hot. It's incredibly fast. We sold 361 homes last week. That was up 4%. So good news, we had more inventory. Bad news is we're selling it as fast as it's coming on the market. The median price ticked up again last week. So week over week over week, we're seeing these little tiny upticks in median price. That went up 3% to $950,000. And the list to close price ratio was 106%. So that again was an uptick. So we continue to price them a little bit higher, and we're still getting a little bit more. Um, the pressure is very, very much on. So again, we had a little bit more inventory, but it didn't do us as much good because we need a lot more inventory. So and then net net, I, I just can't say this often enough. Buy now, 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 now. <laughs> just buy something now. And we're supposed to be. Like, I'm waiting for the crash, though. When <laughs> <laughs> Amy, I'm just going to make you take that. I'm, I'm bored with that. So, Paul, we we normally at this time of year would have between six and seven thousand homes to sell. Yeah. I mean, that's normal for February. In the last two years during COVID, we had 2,000 and 2,200 respectively, right? And, and this year's well, so far, we're only one week in. In Orange County, we've only got 1,510 housing units for sale. So we're still well below normal, but we're, we're completely on pace to sell just as many homes as we normally do. We normally sell between 1,800 and 2,000 in February. And so far, so far this year, we're killing it. So, you know, what's, what's really strange, I think, of the 1,510 homes that we have available to buy right now, 10% of them are priced above $5 million. Oh my goodness, that's got to be a record. Does that? It, it is. Yeah. I mean, it makes my head hurt. I mean, yay for Amy. She's getting much bigger loans, but holy mother of God. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and talking, and I'm trying to find a segue into the fact for those watching the video, Amy's calling in today because I think she's taking care of a kid or something today. Are you at home first? Yes. Right? COVID strikes well, again. COVID protocols. There you go. Right. So COVID we're glad scare. that you could be here, but uh, for those watching the video, that's why there's an empty chair where she's calling in today. That's right. I know. I'm talking to Paul. We're having <laughs> our own discussion, and, and Amy is this this phantom menace that's coming in and, and giving us all the, the ins and outs. I think she just doesn't want to show her face, because this has got to be one of those topics that nobody wants to talk about divorce and oh, housing. Are you kidding so me? So she's trying to keep a low profile. I know what's she, going on. She's a pain alleviator, and she's got a beautiful <laughs> face. So someday we'll have her beautiful face in here with us, because this is not a topic that's going to go away. So anyway, so yeah, Amy, on to you. I mean, the market's hot, no doubt. We, we got this. But sometimes marriages are not so hot, and that's where you can come in and you can help a little bit. So thank you for being here. Thank you so very much for having me. And yes, unfortunately, one of the greatest outcomes of the pandemic is not just following the COVID protocols, calling into radio shows. Right. <laughs> it's actually dealing with divorce. It's one of the greatest outcomes from the pandemic. So that 40 hour break are you, when we went to work. Are you seeing an increase in, in divorces now? Well, I'll tell you this. I'll give you this little statistic. Mm -hmm. Currently, divorce is an $11 billion industry. And I'm saying B, mm -hmm. and this is, of course, I'm talking nationwide. Wow. But that's it's only slated. our country. That's one country. That's right. And it's slated to go to $22 billion <sighs> so, over the course of the next 12 to 18 months. Now my head's exploding. So what does that encompass? Is that attorney's fees? What, what What's in that figure? All of it. Attorney fees, court fees, 
court fees are the biggest. Wow. Because you're going back and forth and back and forth to court, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to let her have this, or he's not going to get this, or she's not going to get that, et cetera, et cetera. And mm-hmm. what are the number one and two things that they fight about in a divorce? The house and who the gets kids, the kids, right? And who gets the house, right? Yeah. What if there's a way to actually alleviate a trip to or more mm-hmm. to court mm-hmm. when it comes to one of the largest items that we're arguing about, the home. Yeah. What if we can help structure, help aid the attorneys and the divorcing clients as they're writing up those marital settlement agreements mm-hmm. by just tweaking some verbiage or helping maybe one of the spouses stay in the home? And I cannot tell you before you get into the, the, the nuance of this, how excited I was when you first explained this to me, because I've seen many deals blow up in escrow, you know, and they lose money in escrow because they incurred fees and costs and they, they reached an impasse. So yeah, lay it on us. Like what are these, these special things you can do? Oftentimes people don't realize when they're going through a divorce, they turn to their attorney and they say, I want the house or give her that house, I'll take this, and I want to move on, and how quickly can I get off that house Mm -hmm. because I want to be able to go buy another house. Mm -hmm. There's that intersection. There's that moment where instead of writing it up and putting it out there to the universe for it to stay, because you can't retract that statement, Right. how about just pausing and saying, let's pre-qualify ourselves. Because many times... Right, that yeah. that individual that's staying in the home, maybe has been a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. you think now that she's got to go back out into the workforce, right, and juggle the kids' schedule, keep them in in Boy Scouts, run to the soccer field, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. and get the part-time job? Right. Do you think in two years she's going to be able to qualify for this seven hundred thousand dollar home that she's been living in for the last few years? Well, of course not. Of course right. not. Just giving her the home and saying, fine, let her have it, it doesn't solve any of the other issues that come with it. That's exactly right. So many times what we find is one, the exiting spouse will say something like, how about we just give her a lump chunk out of my 401k? Right. And right. tell her to figure it out. Mm-hmm. One and done. Right. Well, the spouse that's staying in the home might say, oh, thank God, now I can actually pay off the house. But that doesn't change the fact that maybe there's a source of income that's needed. How are you going to live? How are you going to put food on the table? Right. How about we work together to restructure that big chunk that's coming out of the 401k into an income stream for the next four years? Well, and then that income stream can be used to qualify for financing, right? Yes, that's exactly right. And then at the end of four years, if you want to give her more money or him more money, then you, then you, finish buying them out, but at least you create an income stream for sake of qualifying. That then is something, there's little things like yeah, no one thinks of this. when the attorney says, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry, you go ahead. But that's right. No oh, one thinks about the income stream. People don't think about that. Then when the attorney says, okay, she is to cash out, get a cash out refinance to buy him out. Mm. As soon as he calls it a cash out refinance, mm. that changes the loan to value meaning the amount that she can borrow to buy him out. Oh, right. When he calls it an equity 
buyout, now we can maximize the amount of money that we can tap into, the maximized amount of equity that we can tap into, and now he gets the majority or, or the fair, his fair share. That's incredible. I worked in finance and didn't know that. So what is the difference between the two in terms of the maximum you can get? Well, for example, a cash-out refinance, mm-hmm. you're looking at, depending on which type of loan structure, you're looking at anywhere from 75 to 80% loan-to-value. That okay. means you must maintain 20 to 25% of equity in the home. Got so it. that's money that he may think that he's entitled to, right? Right. But because in the, in the divorce it says cash-out refinance, Mm-hmm. Now that's where I'm. I'm locked in. I'm not allowed to exceed that. As soon as he says, the attorney or mm-hmm. she says, "Let's do an equity buyout." Mm-hmm. Now I can max out to ninety-five, sometimes even ninety-seven percent. You're kidding. So a twenty percent increase because it's yeah, it's not considered a cash-out refinance anymore. It's considered a rate and term. All right, and and just to be a, a little snarky, I hang out with a whole bunch of attorneys, as I know you do too. How many of them do you think actually know this? You know, <laughs> just between us I'm girls. Say that I'm so grateful that I'm able to share this information. <laughs> You're being That's way too PC. You can read between you know, the lines. You it, know, it, it's truly about just making those little tweaks. Um, when one of the things that surprised me mm-hmm. when I first dove into this was. Number one, there are less than a thousand CDLPs, certified divorce lending professionals wow. nationwide. That's phenomenal. And, you know, we lock arm in arm with the attorney. Well, certainly. However, what about the insurance agent? Because what? think about this the husband and the wife mm-hmm. are getting a divorce, and he says, I'm taking the trailer, I'm taking the truck, and I'm taking all the toys that go into it, all the dirt bikes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and the boat, and this mm-hmm. and that. Mm-hmm. Well, that bundled service mm-hmm. for insurance is not the same now that she's left with the house. Interesting. Do you think that the amount of insurance that she's paying on the home is going to affect her ability to qualify? Oh, interesting. It can. Yes. Yes, especially so if he's we, got all those These toys. are the little things that we don't think about. No, because we're too busy being emotional messes. We're And we're so worried about, no, he can't have that, or no, she can't have that. Do you think that maybe the negotiation changes just a little bit when we pause and say, let's give her $6,000 a month out of that big chunk of, mm-hmm. from the 401k. Let's create an income stream for the next four years. Mm-hmm. And how smart. Now she gets to stay in the house. Right. And and there's not going to be the continued drama. It's been pre-established. That's right. She's got stability. Right. She's got income. And I think often um, people don't understand that court-ordered income is income. You know, a court-ordered right. well, award is income. That's not questioned. Exactly. And, and because we've structured it so early in the divorce as opposed to after the divorce, mm-hmm. now... By the time the divorce is final, because we know divorces don't happen in two two days flat. Don't I know? Now, time has elapsed, and we've now met the guideline, to exactly your point. We've met the guideline. We've created an income stream. Maybe, just maybe, there's that bone of contention over to the side that 
is no longer a bone of contention because now everybody feels safe and secure in another area that we're willing to negotiate or will, we're willing to give up on another spot. I have a question. Of the divorce. What, do you, what did you mean when you said we've met the guideline? Well, depending on which type of financing you're getting, you may be able to use both child support and alimony, of course, depending on the ten the tenure, uh, meaning the length that you'll be receiving the, the alimony, mm-hmm. as well as the age of the children. Got it. So on you were talking about that, underwriting guidelines for financing. That's right. Perfect. On top of that is how long you've already been receiving it, mm-hmm. what's the dollar amount, and how it's written up in the in the marital settlement agreement. We mesh all that. That's my job. Wow. Is to apply traditional lending guidelines to a divorce. And to anticipate if you're going to be in the process for six months, you may have That's met the right. qualification. That's fascinating. That's putting the cart it's, behind the horse. Or another horse. It's doing it the correct way. Yeah. That is really Absolutely. clever. And why is it that there are so few of you? Do you know? Well, when I first was approached to do this, mm-hmm. to be certified, I went, I, I said, what are you talking about? Any loan officer can close a loan right. for someone who's been divorced. Mm-hmm. We know the guidelines. Right. We read the divorce papers. We're done. And then, as I started digging deeper into the credential and realizing, let's fix this earlier, let's help earlier, that's when it completely opened my eyes. And I believe that that's why people have not jumped on the bandwagon. They just don't even know what they don't know. That's exactly right. I worked in lending for years before I, well, in between doing real estate, and I'd never heard of this, and I think I'm a smart person. because you absolutely are. It's just not been a priority. Well, now look at what we're dealing with, right. right? It's front and center. Yes, we've been living for how many years now with, you know, 50% of marriages may fail. Right. Well, we, we know that statistic and we've kind of just gone about our merry way and just moved forward. Mm. However, now this other significant historical event is affecting all of us. It's so fascinating. The pandemic is, and, and what I had heard, and, and tell me if this is consistent w- with what you've heard, is that at the beginning of the pandemic, um, divorce filings went down simply because the courts were closed. So there was a, a bit yes. of a backup. And then not only are we catching up, there's just more people irritated with each other because they can't get away from each other. That's exactly right. So that's why when I gave the statistic about the $11 billion doubling mm-hmm. was for that exact reason. Everything went down because nobody could file because of the courts right. being closed. Right. Well, they watched as the attorneys were drawing up the documents, even though they couldn't file, mm-hmm. there were attorneys still working. And they started to see the rumblings, how many were prepped and ready to go as soon as the courts opened. Yeah. And that's where they were able to come up with those projections. Well, my divorce attorney friends, regrettably, have been the greatest recipients of my referrals lately. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, right? Unfortunately, it's true. I mean, I'm keeping one of them, you know, very, very busy. It, and it's sad, but, the, and there's so many layers to that onion. I mean, I've had people here yes. with me talking about how um, we're just getting to know more about each each other in our relationships because we're forced to be together all the time, working together. Exactly. Yeah. It's really and, shocking. And the result of a divorce may, as you know, especially on your side, may very well be 
sell the house. That's the solution. Wow. And if that's the case, that's fine. Again, if you're working with someone who has the credential that I have, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden we look at it a little bit differently. Well, we can move forward with that purchase a little faster because we do know that the alimony has been received for the appropriate period of time. Now we ha- we can open doors. We know which type of financing we can go for earlier in the transaction. It almost seems like so it would be soon- smart for them to put this into prenups too. It's smart just to do everything. What do we say when we do a traditional transaction, you and I, right? Pre-qualify. Right. You can't even go house hunting until you've been pre-qualified. Right. Same concept. Same exact concept. This is your mortgage. Treat the traditional people the same way as we would a divorced client. The difference is that we actually have to dive a little deeper into their income and their asset stream and help everyone involved structure appropriately. Wow. And and it just makes so much sense because it would take so much pressure off, especially like you said, there's the exiting partner who's usually in the better position. And there's the one that's being departed from that's really freaking out trying to figure out how am I going to rebuild my life? You know, you're absolutely right. And for those of us in our industry, what, when you read my bio, it it was very, very true. Mm -hmm. I, sat there and I said, okay, what's the glamour about a mortgage? And you often hear people say, oh, well, you know, the joy that I see with first-time home buyers or, or someone when they buy their dream home, you know, when they're actually realizing the American dream. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what about the kids? Yeah. The kids get their, their own room. Yeah. But what about the kids that all of a sudden have parents divorcing? Mm-hmm. I get the satisfaction to say, you get to stay in, in Boy Scouts. Right. You get to stay on that soccer team. And guess what? You get to still go to the same school. Yeah. Even you though your parents your have all this going on, yes. you get to stay in your room. That's so important. Divorce is hard and, enough and there on are times, kids. Yeah. Yeah. There are times that it does. It's not successful. We know that. Mm-hmm. However, if there's an opportunity now, this is where it gets exciting and it, it's a way to serve kids not just the grown-ups. It serves the whole family, which is remarkable. Now, I want to take a second, because I could talk to you all day about this, and step away for just a Mm -hmm. moment. What is your opinion about the market overall? Do you see interest rates rising, stabilizing? What's coming? Well, first and foremost, no, I don't think that there's going to be a bubble. I adore you. (laughs) And why do you say that? (laughs) Look at just, let's just look historically. Mm-hmm. Let's not even talk about where incomes are today or anything like that, historically. Okay. 2006, 7, 8, right around that, that spot. Uh-huh. We had something like, and I'm talking nationwide numbers, what, 3 million properties on the market? Mm-hmm. Today, less than a million. See? And, and, and that's what people aren't getting. This isn't just a California problem. It's an everywhere problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, we talk about rising interest rates. Mm-hmm. Rising interest rates, that's just a given because of inflation. And the reason is the feds have to spend some time tapering. Yeah. They have to tamper with, they have to taper, excuse me, with what they've been doing. They've been infusing so much money into our economy, mm-hmm. they need to actually slow their roll a bit. Yes. They've been buying mortgage-backed securities for such a long time. Mm-hmm. They need to stop. They need to get control of inflation. And how do you do that? 
you bump up the interest rate. Right, right. That's truly what happens. And we've been living in this zero to one percent Fed funds rate for longer than I thought was possible. Right. Well, and remember, here's the biggest takeaway that when I'm speaking and I I remind people, the Fed fund rate Mm -hmm. is not equivalent to mortgage rates. There are market conditions that affect mortgage rates. Yes, the Fed fund rate and how they are handling it affects mortgage interest rates, but it's not equivalent to. Right, right. There's a relationship. Yeah. And, and yes, with home prices going up, yes, we've seen fantastic appreciation. Mm-hmm. However, we still anticipate appreciation to occur. We may not see it. My son, for example, mm-hmm. Arizona, 32% appreciation. Over what span of time? Small, in, over the course of the last two years. Oh, my word. That's insane. On, in a small small condo. Yeah. In the city. Yeah, and we've never seen, I mean, we, historically, we would see between, you know, 5 to 7% annually. This is crazy. Exactly. So if you're looking at what numbers should level off at, mm-hmm. Yes, we still anticipate appreciation to occur. We yeah. just simply believe that it's going to go back to a normal, a normal rate. rate. I hope so. Amy, from your lips it, to God's it, ears, because this is crazy town. <laughs> this is unsustainable. All right. Well, I, it, need it to, I need to segue a little bit here. Um, we're going to get into some more personal questions. But for a moment, please, Paul, would you share a few words about our sponsor? I'd love to. I'd love to. Well, as you prove week in and week out, you surround yourself with some great strategic partners, and one of them is our sponsor, Ford and Diulio. Got me so excited I can't speak here. Ford and Diulio is an Orange County-based boutique litigation firm with experienced attorneys from big law firms. The partners who founded the group, they did so in the concept of aligned interest, where their success is directly related to the value and results they achieve for you. Who knew? where they were rewarded for being efficient and effective, not just dragging things out, and where they engage in the relentless pursuit of their clients' goals, whether in litigation, mediation, or at trial. If that's what you're missing or what you'd like to add to your list of strategic partners, please check them out, forddiulio.com, just like it sounds, F-O-R-D-D-I-U-L-I-O, forddiulio.com. Wendy, how many hours have we got to ask questions today here? <laughs> it's your show. <laughs> it's your station. Darling. It's my station. We can do it. Whatever. All right. I got to. I'll. I'll make it simple here. How many couples, because they're angry, they're hurt, they're emotional, end up blowing the whole nest egg, the mm. house, the fortune, the the everything. Everybody wants to do what's best for the kids. They want to get away from each other and start a new life. And so they go into it with the best of intentions often. We'll come up with some rational solution here like you're talking about. How many of them just burn the house to the ground? Mm. Amy? What do you think, Amy? (sighs) Too many. Yeah. That's what I've seen. I've seen where they go into it with the best of intentions and pretty soon everybody's a loser. You know, everything they had gets consumed by lawyers and fees and things, and, and nobody walks out a winner. Nobody ends up with the house. Nobody ends up with anything. Wouldn't it be nice to actually sit and pause? Yeah, I think and that's look the key. At solutions. 
That's the key. Yeah, way to keep it upbeat there, Paul. Thanks. Yeah, right. No, I'm just saying I think that what I heard her say is take a pause. And I think that's what I wish I could tell other couples. I've seen friends and family and stuff. I haven't been divorced. My wife was divorced. Mm -hmm. And many times she said, I wish I had just paused and thought about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Because I don't know many people on another negative note that that I say to them, how did that divorce go? And they went, great. Great. It worked out fine. Everything's perfect. We're good. No, most of them are like they feel cheated, they feel lost, they feel, and they don't walk away and feel like they got a good deal. And it's because they're not doing, they're, they're emotional. Yeah. See? Imagine if we did everything like that, if we started businesses like that, if we ended businesses Novel like that. Novel concept, yeah. right? Well, now you have Amy, Paul. You can refer Amy to your friends. I think it's powerful because I think what I heard her say is there are some plant ways to think about this, mm-hmm. but let's start by just taking a pause for a moment. Mm-hmm. and letting the, the heat die down, and let's do what's right for everybody, including the kids here. Yeah, breathe. Breathe, yeah. Let's be, let's be rational. Do you, do you look at your checkbook? Do you go online to your bank account and just start spending away? No. You sit and you say, oh, I want to buy this, or I want to go here, I want to go there. Let me figure out how to budget for it. Yeah. How about, and I'll, I'll take this phrase from a divorce therapist that I recently met with, the business of divorce. How about sitting down and looking at the business of divorce? Yeah. This is your business plan, right? Right. That is so astute. Yeah. And you don't want it, it, to, it, it's got to be a win-win situation as much as possible. I know one party is leaving, one party maybe didn't want to go, or maybe they both want to go. Um, but it, it becomes all about punishment and revenge and, and other things that aren't rational. Uh, or just what I heard you say is, I say, this happened too. They, the guy says, all right, I'm leaving. She can have the house. Kids get to stay where they are. Everybody's going to go good. And she can't support or right. she or he can't sustain right. it. Yeah. Says, oh, my goodness. I didn't know it cost all this to do this. And no matter how you can get and child then, support and other things, but that doesn't mean you can hold on to the house and they end up losing it anyway. Well, having $100,000 in the bank doesn't help her as much as having income. Yes. That's, that's why that was the take. Right. I never thought of that. Yeah. Never thought of that. So then, real. That's another $25,000 at court, going back to court, right? Right. Yeah. So why, smart. Why spend that money? Let's take care of it up front. All right. I, I think it's official. We have to um, have you on again. I Amy. think so, because I think there's so many areas you could talk <laughs> break down some of those things. About. Ooh, let's have her on yeah. with a divorce attorney. There you go. Oh, yeah. And, we can and here's some real, you know, kind of examples, stories of what you've seen people do it wrong or maybe do it right. You know, either one. That's but it. I, I I'd just, be happy. I'd love yeah. it. We're rebooking you, darling. There it's you happening. Go. You're on. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to pivot because I want people to, to know you and I want it. I want to get to know you better as a person. So it, I think I told you already, Amy, every week I ask mm-hmm. my guests my own version of the famous uh, Vanity Fair Proust questionnaire. And uh, so here we mm-hmm. go. So first question, what city do you call home? Upland, California. How long have you lived there? When, eight, 18 years. Wow. Yeah. So if you've been there that long, I assume you love it. And what is it that you love about it? In our business, we look at the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. I live in a neighborhood with tree-lined streets. Oh. I am. I have a downtown, old downtown district, mm-hmm. as well as we have all the, the regular amenities that any other city has. However... We don't have the congested traffic of maybe downtown LA, for example. I'm we're the suburbs yeah. of LA, and we're 
we're right below the mountains. We're 45 minutes to L.A., 45 minutes to the to Orange County. We're, we're in a great, great location. That's awesome. Must be great for the family. Oh, perfect. Fantastic. So great place. So, so cool. Okay, so if you have one, what would you say is your most treasured possession? Of course, I'm going to say my children. Good mom. Good mom. Because <laughs> you know they're going to listen. <laughs> what about me? You're not going to pick one? <laughs> or they're going to roll their eyes. Sure, mom. <laughs> all right, fine. So uh, this may segue into the next question. Um, with all that you've done, what is your greatest achievement to date? I will share this in two examples. Okay. My son, who is 22, just graduated from college mm-hmm. last year, calls me up and says, hey, mom, the guys and I are planning this community outreach and we're going to give some clothing and work with this other group to help out with the homeless. Wow. These are 20, 20 and 22-year-old boys. That's phenomenal. And you then my daughter, so proud. Yeah. who it, it's amazing, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah. My daughter, who's still in high school, I look at her resume, and she's going to be applying for college very soon, mm-hmm. and she is one of the board members for the Best Buddies International Club. It's 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 a a group that helps children with special needs, oh. kids that are going to school on in wheelchairs, things like that. Oh. It's called the Best Buddies Club. She's on the board. I love her already. She created. She created a business club on campus, Uh and she just this past week, she was elected to the board for Key Club, which is an affiliate of Kiwanis. I'm a Rotarian, so of course that kind of hurt the heart a little bit. Oh, (laughs) but all giving is good giving. Right, but then, I mean, what, how can you say that you've not had success when your kids come to you? And say these things and get involved in these things. Indeed, you cannot have a greater measure. That's phenomenal. And hats off to you and to your kids. I'm so impressed. Well, thank you very, very much. My husband sits there and watches and he just looks at us and goes, oh my gosh. (laughs) He shakes his head. Do we ever have time? He might have had a little something to do with it too. I'm going to give him a little nod there. Dad might have had a little influence. Oh my, well, in, in light of all of this, I imagine you probably do have a personal motto. And if you do, what, what would your motto be? My mother taught me this. Oh. Put it in his hands. Oh. Very simple. When yeah. it's all said and done. It's not about us. Nothing nope. really is. It's all bigger than us. Uh, We're and, not in control. It's but, already planned for us. Right. Give it to him. Here we go. See, we right. recycled right back to planning. We've come full circle. Yes. So you're going to be on the show again, but until then, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Okay. All under Amy Valdivia. And then if they want to go to my mortgage website, it's www.asncorp.com. Cool. And for those those who are going to look you up on social, which is probably the most of them, how do they spell your Mm -hmm. name? The easy way, A-M-Y. However, the last name gets you all the time. V-A-L-D-I-V-I-A. 
Got it. All right. And the good news is this is going to be recorded so they can pause, replay, pause, replay until they get it right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't you love technology? I I am so delighted we made this work in spite of, you know, all the, the that the universe was throwing in our path. We are yes. here and it was phenomenal. And I'm just I'm overjoyed to have had the conversation with you. Thank you. I am so grateful for this opportunity. Thank you so very, very much. And I knew as soon as we started talking about it before and, and then when you got me on the show, I, I knew it was going to be a great time. So thank you so very, very much. You're a doll. All right. Well, and, you know, it's funny because we've already heard about Ford and Delio for a while now. They're my, my first and great sponsor. Um, we're, we're friends. I mean, I am good friends with the principals at Ford and Delio because they're really good people. They give back to the community. Um, they actually are my, my advisors, my legal advisors for my company. And I'm thrilled to say that next week, the founding partner, Brendan Ford, is going to join us. So we're going to talk about one of his specialties that came out of COVID, and that's mediation, because the courts were closed. So people had to find a way to <clears throat> forge through and, and start to resolve their disagreement. So looking forward to that so, so much. And until then, please, everyone follow me, Wendy Ross and Veracity Real Estate Company on Instagram, LinkedIn, and subscribe to this show, This Week with Wendy, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thanks so much. 